BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Liz Roth, an interior designer and LA native, revisited her passion for baking while stuck at home last year. She baked her faves, left them on her doorstep for friends to grab if they wanted a sweet treat. Not long after, she figured selling her baked goods was a great way to raise money for charity during such a tough time. So she spent most of her days baking her now famous olive oil cakes from her home kitchen. Within a matter of weeks, Kim Kardashian was posting her love for Liz's creation and boom, a business was born. Liz and I discuss what it's like going from a very private life to a very public one, scaling a business overnight, dealing with negativity, and how the hell she makes these cakes so light and delicious. Please enjoy. Hi, Liz. Hi. (laughs) Besides Dave, I haven't had someone that I'm like actually close with on the podcast. Really? (laughs) So this is funny. Okay. It feels weird. It feels weird for me. It feels weird like asking you questions about your life when I know all the answers. Maybe you don't know all of them. Maybe I don't. Okay. You have created the quarantine cake (laughs) that has changed everyone in LA's lives. I've probably had 58 of them. Since you (laughs) You had like some of the, you had like some of the first ones that went out to people. I have to say, like, we're not like food aficionados, but I feel like we're pretty picky, especially my mom, because she loves to bake and the cakes are just fucking good and they're never dry. Your mom... Your mom is like one of my favorite people. (laughs) Um, And obviously so is Davide and so are you. But when like watching your mom eat the cakes brings me so much joy, but also watching Davide because like the way he like talks about them. (laughs) Oh my God. It brings me so much joy. Okay. So the best part about the, about Little House was that this whole thing was an accident. So what were you doing before 
give us a background and then how Little House started. So, I mean, I'll go back to like the very beginning because Mm -hmm. I had always wanted to be a baker. I had these like big dreams and I don't think that like, I didn't really know what that meant. Mm-hmm. You know, like with that, like the encompassing idea of becoming a baker, like, you know, like hard work and like long hours in a kitchen <laughs> or like food safety. Like, I didn't know what any of that meant. I just like saw, you know, Julia Child or like, I mean, she's a cook, but like Ina Garten or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I saw all these people at like Candace Nelson and I was like, oh my God, like that is what I want. Which by and the way, you were doing every time you were having friends over to your home. You like created those environments yeah. and like served that food and like those baked goods. Yes, definitely. But I went to culinary school a long time ago and I loved it. And then it turned out a few months in, I couldn't stand. I could barely sit. And cause you're, you're standing the whole time. Yeah. And I realized there was something very, very wrong with my back. So I went and I got an MRI and it turned out that I had something called spondylolisthesis, which, um, my, my back was essentially like broken in two places. Um, oh. and it doesn't really matter. I needed back surgery. Um, and so I kind of felt like my dreams were like instantly shattered, you know, and I dropped out of culinary school and I kind of just like gave up on that dream and pursued another one, which was interior design. I grew up in a family that loves art, um, collects art. And my brother knew everything that there was to know about furniture and sort of like bestowed that upon me. It's like one of the things that we bonded over talking about furniture and really, really fun for me. Um, You also were very good at interior design. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. I, I had this, um, or I have this, like, you know, I never went to school for interior design. It was just sort of this spatial understanding of where I thought things should go. And, you know, I, I think I'm good at it. I really like it. You know, it's, I think it's a taste thing, you know? Um, and so I started working for an interior designer. Who I Which really by the respect. way, taste is a, like, you don't, like school doesn't matter for any of this. Like your cakes are good because you have good taste for baking and for food. And like your taste is good in interior design because your taste is good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an instinctual thing that you're, you're good at both of those. You're, it just comes natural to you. Well, thank you. Like a lot of people start cooking or start baking or start jobs or start doing things, but it's like, it doesn't matter if you go to school or like going to school doesn't mean that you can, that you're good at making cakes or that you're good at cooking. It means that you went to school. So I think like, it's really amazing what you've been able to, to build because you just instinctually know what you're doing. I tend to agree with that to an extent. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, hard work. And for me, baking, you know, there's, it's obviously a science, but for me, I also bake with how I feel, you Mm -hmm. know, of how I think things are going to taste together. Um, Kind of like how people cook, you know, Mm -hmm. And I think that that's very important rather than being just so scientific about it. 
there's a lot of fails that way. A lot of fails. I'll bake things that taste like poison. I mean, they'll <laughs> taste horrible. And I'll go through and I'll bake them again and again and again and again and again until I get it right, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not like a classically trained baker at all. Um, I don't think so, that matters. Yeah. So there's that. That's sort of my background. And then what was the impetus for this round of, of, or what was the impetus for like the olive oil cake in this whole company? Well, as you know, um, I was stuck (laughs) at home and you know, it was, it was really lonely and it has been lonely. This entire quarantine has been lonely Mm -hmm. and I'm really good at being alone. I, I kind of prefer it. Um, but you know, this was something different. It was really scary. And I wanted to be able to give back and I didn't feel that there was a way that I could give back. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, just like this light bulb moment. I had texted all of you guys, my friends and, you know, said, I'm making things all different, not just olive oil cakes, just all different kinds of baked goods that I make all the time and putting them on my doorstep. Um, and if you want them, pick them up. I'll, you know, put them in little plastic baggies or I'll put them in little boxes. And I started to make them kind of cute and <laughs> pick them up. They'll be on the doorstep. You know, if you want to drop something off, please, please do. Nobody really dropped anything off. And then I kind <laughs> of started to feel like a little bit resentful. I'm like, what? Like, I'm like literally baking all this stuff and nobody's, and I just kind of felt like it really isn't like doing me any good. And I had this kind of light bulb moment. Like I have two ovens, that's four racks. My olive oil cakes take, you know, anywhere from 25 to 28 minutes to bake. Um, Why don't I sell them to my friends and give all the proceeds away to charity? I honestly didn't think that it would be like, that many cakes, you know, it was like, this is going to be my good deed. This is how, you know, it was almost like selfish in a way. If I really think about it, if I'm super honest with myself, like this will be like my good deed, this will make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And all have been able to do something to give back. It very, very quickly spun out and turned into something much bigger than me. And, you know, I, I didn't even have time to think about like, the actual good that I was doing until I finally had that like $10,000 check to give to the Covenant House of California. And I mean, I still, when I think about it, it's what, I, I don't have words because it wasn't just me that did that. It was everybody, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't just my good deed. It was everybody's good deed. It was all of the people that were posting the cake. It was all of the people that bought the cake. It was everybody that believed in me and my mission. And it was just, it was, it was everything. I just like, you had like a community. It really felt good moment in the middle of something that was very isolating. Yeah. It really felt good. Did you know that more people are virtual dating now than they were before COVID? With so much alone time, people are really looking to connect and find their person. I know a lot of my friends are doing the same. And guess what? They're doing it on the dating app, OkCupid. In fact, you are 50% more likely to get into a conversation on OkCupid now compared to before lockdowns. OkCupid is 
famous for matching people on what matters most. This is like from food to relationships to politics. They ask you really thoughtful and provoking questions so they get to the heart of who you are so they can match you with the appropriate person. A whopping 93% of people on OkCupid are virtual dating literally right now. So it's a great time to download the OkCupid app. And guess what? It's free. Meet someone great on OkCupid without having to leave your couch. Download OkCupid today. You know that credit card, the one that you're afraid to look at to see what the balance is? I definitely have one. (laughs) If you've been avoiding your debt, it's time to confront it. And Upstart can help you face it and finally pay it off. Imagine that feeling. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. So whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can also get approved the same day and receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Pia. That's upstart.com slash Pia. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Pia. What was it like baking that many cakes in your house? I mean, like paint the picture like logistically of how you were doing this. Uh, It was honestly terrifying. Um, (laughs) I talk about, thank God that I had that back surgery. Um, (laughs) my, My feet were killing me. My lower back was killing me floors. I like destroyed. My kitchen was destroyed. Um, I finally, after about three weeks, hired some help, which was amazing. And the woman that I hired still works with me today. And Mm -hmm. she's like family to me. Her name's Jasmine. And I love her so much. And that was sort of like took off a lot of pressure. Um, my friend Nate, whom you also know, mm-hmm. was doing dishes. It was really, <laughs> really amazing. How do you scale baking a cake? So now you've scaled and we'll get into that later, but just even how do you make sure that when you're baking these cakes in your house, like just like logistically that they're not baking for too long or that the measurements are all perfect? I mean... It's like baking can suck. It's like a very challenging thing. I bake in grams. So when you bake with like, when you're measuring things out with like cups and teaspoons and, you know, that really leaves a lot of room for error. Mm, Um, I did not know that. But when you measure everything in grams, it leaves zero room for error you know, because everything is measured. So everything yeah. is weighed. Um, so when you're scaling recipes and you're scaling up, you're weighing all of your, all of your ingredients out. So it's 
it's pretty impossible to. I had no clue. Yeah, and it's it's very easy to scale recipes. So now, you know, I can take one of my recipes when I I just created our new recipe, which I'm releasing to I'm releasing two cakes tomorrow and Friday. But the one cake that I'm releasing tomorrow is a lavender cake, and I obviously yes. didn't create it as like for a batch of like 20 cakes, but that's what our kitchen will be making. I created it as a batch of one cake, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll create one cake, but I'll make it in grams and then we'll scale it so that we can make it in a batch of so 20. Cool. And it's just, it's super, super, it's just math. And how do you make sure that they don't get dry? It's very, very easy once you're like scaling it in yeah. the kitchen. And how are these? I'm fascinated by how your cakes never get dry. <laughs> it's like, makes no sense to me. <laughs> well, time and the wet ingredients, they don't. There's like every now and then there's like a dry one in a batch. Um, sad to say. <laughs> and that's sometimes like if it's in the back of the oven or like where, like where in the oven it is. Mm-hmm. But so that's also a factor. There's so many factors to the moisture of the cake. What was the aha moment when you realized, okay, this is definitely not a temporary thing, that this is going to continue and probably become a company? I've said this like so many times before, but it um, when Kim Kardashian posted and that was like, it was pretty insane, the reaction on social media she posted and within, I'm not even joking, like a minute, the website just exploded with orders. <laughs> and at that point, my website wasn't equipped to only have orders that were local. So now, like if you're in Illinois, you can't order a cake to Illinois, you know? So you can only order within a 30 mile radius for delivery. Um, so I had to refund like, I think like $10,000 in orders. And because, you know, oh my I, God. Cakes. I can't ship cakes. So they can only be shipped within a 30 mile radius. And they just kept coming in and pouring in and pouring in. And I was like, oh, this is, this is. Who absolutely- was managing? Who had to like respond to all these people? I was managing the customer service (laughs) with this this really, really nice girl that um, she doesn't work for us anymore because she went back to school that goes to Pepperdine University named Lydia, like the nicest girl ever. (laughs) Sorry, we don't ship. All of these customer service emails and, you know, just responding to people, giving refunds and, you know, all of that. That took about a day. So I want to touch on like you being able to get the cakes to so many people, because I think that there, you know, there's like two sides to this one, like we grew up in LA, right? So innately, we know a lot of people and like that, that's just par for the course of growing up in LA, regardless of background or anything. It's like very easy to be like one step away from like a very famous person. And second, your product is actually good. So I think that there's this interesting 
I'm like, there's this interesting dynamic of like your cakes did really explode. And that's because like you have a network of people who like really support you and believe in you. And like, we're, we're sharing this. But on top of that, I think like why it actually did really well is because the product is actually good. Cause so many people have been launching baking companies during this time. And like, you know, there are some that unfortunately, like they just don't taste that good. <laughs> and, and so how has it been going from being like a very private person with like a private Instagram to then, oh my God, everybody's posting your cakes. And then, you know, you're probably dealing with some negative feedback or bitterness on top of that. What has that whole process been like for you? It's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been a, a really private person and this is actually something that I was talking to a group of girlfriends about the other night. You know, I I think that we all have this, this kind of goes into like negative self-talk. Um, and I have a lot, very much so. And it, for me, it's very hard to sort of put myself out there and, you know, because I've never really like thought of myself as like influency or like anything like that, you know? And now that I have these cakes and this like more public Instagram and people, you know, there's a lot of people that are so supportive. Most people are so supportive, but then there are these people that are bitter or competitive or just not very nice, you know? And that feeds into my negative self-talk, which, you know, makes me feel like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. I'm not, I'm, I haven't been nice enough. I haven't been, you know, whatever enough. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that it's like, I'm constantly trying to work on myself to, for, for me to, you know, build confidence and that kind of tears my confidence down. And it's not, I don't find it to be fair because it's like, for me, I think the more the merrier in this like whole food arena, like I I like to support everybody. And I think that, I think that there's room for everybody. And I don't think that even I saw so many, um, olive oil cake companies sprout up after mine, you know, and people would send them to me and be like, they're copying you, they're copying you. And it's like, so what? Like, I don't care. I mean, I'm happy for them. Um, mm-hmm. Except for the one person that called themselves Liz Roth Bakes, which I... <laughs> <laughs> trying to get people's credit card info. That was not appropriate. <laughs> um, you know, I do... I think that there's room for everybody. Like, Yeah. I have to say, as your friend, there hasn't been a single... And like, I went through that with LPA where people would be like, oh, this person did this. And, and I was like, nothing is original anyway. So if somebody's making something that looks similar to what I'm doing afterwards, it's fine. Like there's yeah. going to be a customer for that person. And it would be insane. It would be like a very rare moment where someone would create something that would be your direct competition. Like I don't, they'd have to make the exact cake and be in the exact location and have your exact friends and your exact customers and your exact contacts to be like no, a threat. Exactly. It would be impossible. There's actually this really cute, I think it's a mom and daughter and they started their own 
um, they've written to me several times. They um, started their own, it's called like olive oil dot cakes or something like that. And they wrote to me and they're like, we were so inspired by you that we started our own olive oil cake company. And they're in, they're actually in Illinois. And so back to Illinois. And um, they actually were in LA the other day and bought my olive oil cakes. (laughs) And it was just so sweet and so thoughtful. It's like, yeah, they were, they loved what I was doing. They were inspired by me. They started their own olive oil cake company. What do I care? I'm so flattered and I'm so happy for them. I, you know, for me, the more the merrier. I would, I'm, I would love for people to do their thing and to mm-hmm. find their voice. You know, that means more to me than like, I don't want these people doing what I'm doing. Like, wh- I don't care. Yeah. You've never been like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't ship to Chicago or Mm -hmm. wherever else, you know, obviously if an olive oil cake company popped up on West third street next door to my store, then I'd be a little bit ticked off, you know, but it's like, you know. So how has it been scaling a fucking business (laughs) and like making this a business because it's, I know a nightmare and how many, and like how many things did you realize you had to do that you had no clue that you had to do like legally and logistically? It's been really scary actually. And it's been more than a full-time job. I'm exhausted. Um, I, I work from the minute I wake up in the morning, I Mm -hmm. set my alarm clock for a certain time every morning. And every morning when it goes off, I'm like, ugh, really? (laughs) But I get up and I start working and I work until I go to sleep at night. There's not that break or, you know, and I'm happy to do it. I'm not, I, I love what I do. I haven't gotten sick of it. I haven't gotten you know, the only thing that is a little bit frustrating to me is that I'm not in the kitchen as much as I would like to be, but mm-hmm. I figured out a way now to be in the kitchen more than I had been in the past few months. So at least I get to spend time with the girls in the kitchen and like, you know, make the new cakes and, you know, at least a few times a week, but I'm not baking every single cake in the kitchen and focusing on that because I have to focus on the business aspect of it, but I love the business aspect of it, which is actually something that I never thought that I would like ever, you know, but it's very scary. And at any given moment, I think that the other shoe's going to drop or mm-hmm. that the whole thing's going to be over, that people are going to stop buying the cakes and, you know, that everybody's going to hate them. It's again, <laughs> that, like, negative self-talk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when are people going to start hating these cakes? Like, just tell me when. So <laughs> prepared to shut the doors. Because just- how long after you were making them from your home? And then how long after that were you like, I'm, I need a fucking kitchen? Let's see. I started making them in my home April 10th. That's our one-year anniversary. Oh, cool. We moved into a kitchen on uh, like early July. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So that whole time you were making all those cakes at home. Yeah. It got, it got really crazy in my house. Cause you know, I just, my house isn't a commercial kitchen and then, you know, setting up deliveries from my house. And it was just really, really hard to work out of here. And also I didn't have my own personal space anymore. You yeah. know, so it was just like me and I had to segregate my dog upstairs into the bedroom. It was just, it was a little bit, it was very hard. Yeah. So I was very happy to finally move everything into a commercial kitchen. We only stayed there for two months. It wasn't a very good fit for us. Uh, and then we moved into our West Third space, which we now share so with Laura cool. Pizza. Um, and how many people do you have working for you now? We have three bakers. And two, they're like front of house people. So they decorate the cakes, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like roughly 15 because we have a lot of drivers that are sort of like in and out, um, you know, but yeah, roughly 15 people. I mean, you went from baking cakes at your house to hiring 15 people. I know, to a year later. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I mean, how do you even figure out how to like pay people a salary? <laughs> like, I mean, how, I mean, literally, because if that's nothing, like who, uh, who have you been leaning on for advice? All my friends, you, um, my friends <laughs> that own businesses, you, yeah. I, I have so many amazing women in my life that own businesses that are like badass entrepreneurs that I have leaned on and called. I have so many friends in the food business, you know, that I have called and they have helped me with open arms. I mean, I feel very, very, very grateful. You know, I'm obviously not calling people with other cake businesses because <laughs> it's weird. Um, but, but I definitely... You know, I leaned on Polly from Uncle Polly's a lot in the in the very very beginning. Yeah. Um, John Buscemi, and they helped me set everything up. You know, like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, and they just kept helping me and telling me what to do, where to go, who to call, sending me phone numbers. So helpful because I, I didn't know. I just didn't know what I was doing, and they were like, "There you go." Yeah, that's so I've cool. Done all of this before, you know. Yeah. yeah, you just have to lean on your people. Yeah, I lean on all my people, my good friends, and it's like, who are you without your network of friends? Yeah, you know, and my family. My dad helps me all the time. He, you know, so helpful. He's so he's my dad. He's my best friend. <laughs> yeah. And how many different flavors do you have right now? Oh man. All right. Well, so we're releasing our lavender tomorrow. We're releasing our tie-dye. It's like a, a so beautiful. It I looks cannot so wait. good. I can't wait. It's so, so, so beautiful. Um, and that's just like a vanilla cake, but it's just gorgeous looking. And it <laughs> has for Easter, we're doing chocolate Cadbury eggs on top. So it's just, Stunning, and it's like a gradient. Stunning, 
And then our OG flavor, mm-hmm. we have our carrot cake. We have our apple cake. Best we, carrot cake. Best apple cake. And we just re-released our chocolate cake. Um, oh, I love the chocolate. The cho- Oh, I'm going to have to get you the new chocolate. The, we took all of the citrus out of our chocolate cake and um, reworked the recipe so that it is... So moist, so chocolatey, so light and fluffy, and because I've never been one for a dense chocolate cake, I don't like like super super rich chocolate. But none of your cakes are dense, and that's what's been amazing about eating your products is they're not. I never feel sick. Like carrot cake to me is usually so sweet. The frosting is so gross. It's too heavy. I feel really sick after three bites. Where like a cake in this house will go in like a day and we'll like the three of us will be like standing over a cake and it'll be done. And we're like, we don't feel sick. We don't feel full. We don't feel a sugar rush. We don't feel gross. We feel so satisfied. It's I, I feel the same way. I really do. I'm really excited about this lavender cake. I'm like, I'm not big on floral flavors at all. Mm -hmm. And this is so light and it's just very different tasting and it's purple, which is so I can't wait. The tres leches is really good too. That one is crazy, has like a crazy amount of flavor, but it's also really light. It's really delicious. We're going to, so that we have as a cupcake, but we're going to release it Ugh. as, we're going to re-release it as a cake. And we're also going to re-release our strawberry shortcake soon. <gasps> and so that will be coming back towards summer. Uh, like, yeah, towards summer, end of spring. And then I'm working on a, um, which I've sent you photos of <laughs> randomly because I send you your cookies <laughs> that I'm working on. I'm working on a chocolate chip cookie sandwich cake. Yeah, that's going to be stupid. I'm also working on um, a blueberry ricotta cake. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's like, kind. it kind of tastes like a pancake. Yeah, like a ricotta blueberry fucking pancake. It's so bomb. Oh my God. And you don't use that much sugar in your recipes, do you? No. Most of the sweetness comes from fruit juice, either fruit juice or it's either not that sweet in general Mm -hmm. and moisture comes from, because sugar is like, just adds moisture, you know, or sweetness. Um, Or the moisture will come from uh, coconut milk, which also blends sweetness, but the cakes are just super subtle, which I think is what makes them so light that you could eat the entire thing. Yeah. I always recommend the gluten-free because A, it's not more expensive. It's the same price as the regular and they are so much better. People sometimes will like argue and be like, I love gluten. I love gluten. (laughs) too. I love gluten just as much as the next person, but our gluten-free cakes are better than the regular gluten ones. So much better. And there's zero, I mean, that's a cake. Talk about where there's just like zero bloating after you eat the cake. Like normally you you like, you know, people like, well, hate to eat and they're just like, oh, I'm going to hate myself after this. Like I don't, first of all, I'm trying to get away from that in fucking general. But second, I don't ever feel that way when I'm eating anything of yours, I feel like I'm eating something that has like really good clean ingredients. That's light. That's like not super decadent. That's not going to make me feel sick. That's not going to spike my insulin level. That's not going to give me like a gluten outbreak. It's just, I mean, I really, 
I commend you for being able to create such a delicious product that doesn't make me feel like shit. They, I feel I'm the person that my friends always make fun of me because I always say the exact same thing every time I eat pretty much anything. I feel sick. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I don't say that after I eat my own cakes ever. And I could eat the entire cake. So, you know. I'm very, very proud of this cake. Very. What do you think is next for a little house? You know, it's hard um, because I'm sort of trying to that out right now. And I would love to figure out some sort of cake mix or mm. figure out, you know, pop-ups in other parts of the country because I know that people really, really, really want to be able to get the cakes outside of Los Angeles. We just sort of need to figure out funding to be able to do that. Yeah. And um, that's sort of where we're at right now in all transparency. Yeah, because it must be interesting to think, and I think every company gets to this point, and we talk about this a lot with with the founders that we have. Do you want to fundraise and take on investors, the responsibility of the investors, maybe the opinions of the investors, give away part of the company and be able to grow in the exact way that you want to? Or do you want to continue to grow yourself, make sure you keep everything and, you know, have that be a longer process? And I think that this is, you're at that moment where you're like, fuck, this is going to be like a big no pressure, but a big decision as to like the future of the company. And I'm, and that I'm sort of at this crossroads right now. And I'm like, what is this company? What is this company? What does it mean? You know, right now it's very small. We're a very small company. We're not, it's not like we're like turning a profit. We're very, very tiny. Yeah. And it's this really cute idea and people love it. I love it. And do I want to keep it that way? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to try my hardest to expand it and, you know, break my back trying to expand it um, and take on exactly to try and try to take on investors and see, see how that works. I'm happy that you brought up that you're like not a profitable company because I'm sure most people are like, oh, God, look at all this success. But like, it's, there's so much overhead. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna take such a long time for you to be able to be like a profitable business. Yeah, no, we're not. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like how are you handling that financial stress? Like I know we go through it with Davide's brand where we're like, okay, we got a big order, we're like chilling. We now we have like money in the bank account, and then it's like, oh, we gotta pay the lawyer, oh, we have to pay SEO, oh, we have to pay all of our shipping fees. Oh, we have to pay our taxes. And then it's like, we're back to zero the second that we thought we had some money in the account. How are you dealing with that mentally and emotionally? We never have money in our account. So (laughs) it's like my emotion, my, like my, it's, I'm always here, but we're always sort of at that, like break even, like we're Mm -hmm. always paying payroll, always paying, like just, I'm just always making sure that all of our bills get paid. You know, I'm very, very, very big and very strict on always making sure everything gets paid on time. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person, and this is for me and my personal beliefs. I'm not the kind of person that 
thinks that holding back like credit card payments, taxes, like for me, that stuff needs to get paid and get paid on time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so everything just gets paid when it gets paid. And like our bank accounts always kind of like there, (laughs) but it's like, at least we are able to pay, able to pay it, you know, like Mm -hmm. all of our payroll gets paid once a week, everything, like all of our rent gets paid. And it's like, we're still making enough money to make all of that happen. We're just not making a profit. You know, like we get to make our donations, like we get Mm -hmm. to like support other people, you know, and that's good enough for me. I love what you're doing right now with Sean, where you're doing Sunday dinners. I'm really excited about it. I mean, you know, I hope like we've never been able to sell, um, none of our customers have ever had an interest in savory food. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. But um, it's nice that you're like, I think that you've done a very good job since the beginning of, of all of this to bring on whoever you can to support what they're doing in their business. Absolutely. And Sean is. I mean, man, the best. <laughs> he's honestly one of the best humans that I, that I know probably that, you know, and I think that um, social distance dining was such an amazing idea to try and like bring our community of friends together and just community in general together mm-hmm. um, with his incredible food. And he and Mal are such a good couple mm-hmm. um, and a strong couple that it's like a no brainer. I love that. I hope people support it. Where can people find you? They can find me at littlehouseconfections.com and at littlehouseconfections and at it's Mila's Raw. And where is your Los Angeles location? Our Los Angeles location is at 8022 West 3rd Street. And it is on 3rd between Fairfax and Crescent Heights. And we have cakes available every single day, except for Mondays when we're closed. And you can just walk in or call our store and see what we have left for the day. If you're in the LA area or outside of it, I would highly recommend grabbing a Lamora pizza and grabbing a cake and having like the perfect dinner at home. Yeah. (laughs) Lamora shares our space with us. They have their own really, really cute space next door. And they have the best pizza I have ever had. Yeah. By far. I mean, I feel like 50% of my food in the last, well, now here has been like a little more on Little House. <laughs> their pizza's a no-brainer to me. Also another light meal that doesn't leave you feeling full no, and bloated. I could eat an ent- my sister, who's a health nut, could eat an entire Lamora pizza. So could yeah. I, but I'll, like, I'll eat anything. Um, <laughs> eat an entire Lamora pizza and doesn't feel bad afterwards. That's how good Lamora's is. Yeah. I don't, they ferment their dough for a long time. I know. It's so good. Eats a lot of the gluten up. And they're the best people. Yeah. Cute couple. Jesus. They're just amazing people. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. Love you. Love you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.